We're back. Football Journalist is back for a new series, Series 2. Uh, we're very excited about what we've got for you. Coming up next week is our first guest, but um, in the meantime, this is a short episode, about 10 minutes or so, of Fraser and I and our new co-host, Lee Nicholl, talking about what we've got in store for you. This chat was recorded using the studios at St Mary's University, who supported us in our first series and have supported us again this series. We are hugely grateful to them. We hope you enjoy this short episode, and we're looking forward to bringing you more untold stories over the next few weeks and months. Well, uh, hello, welcome back to Football Journeys podcast with me, Matt Hemsworth. Me, Fraser Franks. And me, Lee Nickel. Yes, it's true. We have a female voice on the podcast. We've been joined this summer, just not just as a podcast, but as a company, B5. have been joined by Lee Nickel, Crystal Palace football player. Um, she's been an absolute breath of fresh air and a ray of sunshine. And we're really pleased to get an additional female voice in because in our previous series, um, we had a number of bonus episodes at the end. Um, and one that we particularly enjoyed recording was with Natasha Dowie. She spoke to us about her career uh, across the world, England, Australia, America, Sweden, Norway and Italy. And we said at the time she was our first female guest and she certainly won't be our last. And I think we're really, really grateful to you, Lee, for joining us at the company, for joining us on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Well, uh, I mean, we mentioned that series one. We were really, really proud of what we think we achieved on it, but there was a real laser beam focus on, on Liverpool Football Club. Um, but it wasn't just about talking to these young lads who came through the academy at Kirby, didn't realise their academy dream. It wasn't just about talking to them once. We developed, a, well, I'd say, friendships, relationships with these boys, and we saw them through a pandemic and an incredible season. I mean, Fraser, for me, there's loads that stand out. You can talk about the first one, we had Jordan Roster, the, the one that kid, we had MJ Williams, we had Darius, and I think what well, Darius is the one that people focused on, really. I think, yeah, I think we had a lot of feedback off, off um, you know, the back of the Darius episode. A lot um, from within Academy Football, um, a lot of people reached out and, you know, fortunately, Darius has actually got some opportunities off the back of it. He's going to be telling his story to, to young, you know, teams and, and players across the country. But as you said, I think we went into that series and we didn't know exactly what we wanted out of it. There was an idea. We wanted to see what young academy players went through in a journey, where they went afterwards, whether it was professional, international, stopping playing altogether, going into a different industry. We didn't really know what we were going to get out of it. But what we did was, yeah, we built relationships with, um, was it was it 10 lads in the end that we spoke to? Yep, 10 in total. Some had to be via Zoom because of the pandemic, yeah. but that's the way it goes. Yeah, t- 10 lads that we... Um, you know, we got to know over over a long period of time and that we're still in touch with. Um, Darius is still playing football. Um, you've got Pedro that's going to be playing against Lionel Messi uh, this season in the in the French top flight. Sergi Canos um, was a championship player when we spoke to him that was injured. Um, got himself back in the team. You know, he's now Premier League player and uh, he scored Premier League uh, Brentford's first ever Premier League goal. Um, so they've gone on, on great journeys. Jordan Rossiter's captain of Fleetwood now. Um, he was on a, a long injury spell. Uh, MJ Williams was at a club. He's now been promoted to Bolton. So there's some, there's some great stories within there. Um, but yeah, we built these relationships. And on top of that, um, the work we do within schools, academies, football clubs is, is educating young players. And some of the, the stories gave us 
invaluable lessons that we've we've tried to pass on and, and try to help other players with. You're right. And being able to play little clips from these lads who are old beyond their years, at the age of 23, 24, 25, you know, playing back some clips from Conor Randall about being substituted at halftime at Anfield and leaving the stadium with his hood up and not being able to face anyone. You know, talking to MJ Williams about, you know, family tragedy, um, carry on playing with effectively... Uh, a, a dead man's knee inside him which was hugely tragic uh, but also inspiring as well there's some great stories but if you've not listened to series one go and listen to it those boys really deserve everyone's listen so but we're on series two now um we were laser beamed as i mentioned focus on on that group for series one but series two was all about diversifying we did those bonus episodes we spoke to some inspiring figures like dean hammond scott davies with uh, mentioned, mentioned Natasha Dowie, and, and we wanted to diversify for Series 2. We wanted to go around football and identify um, those stories that you wouldn't necessarily hear. Um, I think if we were to put a badge on what this series is going to be all about, I think it is on identity. That's something that we've spoken about a lot. Lee and Fraser, I've spoken to you. You are two young people. I think you're young anyway because I'm well, well past it who have always been identified by what you can do with your feet. You've been footballers all your life. And I think I think about my friends and neighbours, I barely know what any of them do for a living. But you lads and lasses are defined by being footballers. And it is a problem in football, isn't it? I think it is. Um, I think especially when it's taken away from you. At the end of your career, for players that don't make it, that have gone through academy systems and, and been defined as footballers, I think when it does get taken away from you, which which I've experienced, which Lee experienced for about a year, but it's now back in the game. Um, it is tough and I know that it's very difficult for players. So I think it does need to, it is an area that needs to be worked on. It is an area that players and clubs need to do more about. It's not defining people by, uh, you know, by their ability on the pitch and having a bit more to them, you know, as people, um, you know, we always say people, you know, the person before the player. So, yeah, Series 2 touches on that. And we want to, you know, our, our subheading for the last, you know, podcast was the untold stories. And I think we're always keen on that. We're always keen to to have a voice for people that don't necessarily get their story out there. Um, you know, we didn't want to speak to Liverpool's first team players. We wanted to speak to the ones that maybe didn't make it to that first team level. Um, and now, you know, a lot of podcasts and a lot of what we do is focused on the player, but a lot of the work that we do, um, you know, is around the support system for that player as well. And we want to speak to as many people that surround the footballer as possible. So that might be, you know, you'll touch on it in a minute, but a club doctor, a physio, an owner, a chairman, an agent, a partner, a parent, whatever it might be, just the people that are around that support network that can have a real impact on that player, especially when they come out of football. You mentioned about take, it being a taken away from you and I'm pleased to say on this trailer we'll be doing an episode just on you. I know you're slightly embarrassed by that, but that's been going to be great. But Lee, you have football taken away from you for uh, for, for a year when you were a victim of a, of a serious crime. I mean, how was the losing of your identity as a football player? You know, I'd, I had never, it was something I had never thought about is life without football because it's something that I never had to consider when you're in the moment. But the summer of of 2019 is when the light bulb kind of switched for me. I was on holiday with a, a group of my friends who, who are footballers and I remember walking into a beach party and everyone was like, what do you do? And my friends would play for this team, I play for that team. And they got to me and they, they said, what do you do? 
and I stalled and I didn't know what to say and I think for me that was the point where I then felt embarrassed I felt like I didn't bring anything to the table and I thought I can't be the only one that feels like this and I know that I bring so much more to the table than than being a footballer um, and from at that point in my life I had a really good job um, my friends I was on more money than my friends away from football but I was so embarrassed by it and I, from that moment I, I wanted to dig deeper and then when I started digesting my childhood and, and moments that happened within that that's when I realised that it wasn't just that one off it actually happened my whole life um, and I know we'll go into it more as the series goes on but there was there was a lot that actually had happened from seven years old and that was the the moment that I had been made aware of it so that's what I met Fraser and it was the first time that I'd spoke to someone who felt the same way as me because how do you say that to to someone else around you do, do you ever feel that you don't know who you are and people associate yourself with a football rather than the, the other characteristics that you've got and what else you bring to the table well I mean what are we going to do about identity in this podcast well we're going to enforce that in the titles at least so we are going to identify each of our guests based on what they are so as Fraser said the club doctor the kit man the the the, the wonder kid or whatever else the international etc but what the aim of the podcast is, is to find out who they are. And we've got some amazing stories that we're really, really excited. We, we've got some big names and we've got some names you won't have heard of. So we'll have stories you'll be familiar with and stories that you didn't even know existed. Um, hugely excited to present those to you. Um, they'll be coming out in the next week or so. And I think probably the best way of us just wetting your appetite is just to play you a few clips from this series. The Civil War literally... Now you can hear that it's getting closer to our neighborhood. And then um, my mom was like, no, it's still okay. Like you still go to school, like life is still normal. You know, you get used to it. And then my dad was like, no, this is, this is getting a bit serious. Like, let's just stop the kids going from to school. And then my dad was like, you know, we got um, visas. He told us the day before we left or the night before we left. I don't think he, because he, you know how a lot of the kids that I played football with, I lived in the neighborhood, not a lot of them got um, visas. So some had to stay there, even till this day they're there. I think it's really late. We all got in the car and then no one said goodbye to none of their friends. We just left. No, I would say I loved being in Somalia. Like Somalia, we were just happy in Somalia. But you know, when you like football and then there's a country that actually allows girls to play football. Premier League is big. Every weekend there's football. Like it's it's quite big. Honestly, football is the only thing I was thinking about. I'm proud of what he's achieved himself, not about myself or anything. I'm just proud of him. And I, I told him the night of the Champions League final, I texted him and I said, I'm so proud of you. I was at the stadium, I was doing the TV commentary for French French television. But what he's achieved is what we really thought he could achieve. We were convinced he'd be a Liverpool captain. We'll be convinced he could be placed as TV. Let's, let's give him time. Give him time. I think if Jordan would have gone to Fulham, he would have ended up at Real Madrid. Uh, or at Barcelona. Or Bayern Munich. You know, who knows uh, which club. I know he would have ended up in a massive club. That, that is for sure. Six o'clock in the morning. Um, so I get the phone call from the missus that unfortunately Zaki's had a, um, another episode. So she'd had to use the defibrillator on him. Um, but the difficult bit was that when I spoke with her, he hadn't woken up. I then went to Brendan, even though it was early in the morning, and he was fantastic. And he said, look, 
just get yourself home. Got on the next flight that was available. The club again, Liverpool, fantastic. Sorted out immediately in terms of flight. But um, I got to the airport, I think two hours after his episode. He still hadn't woken up. And then it was three hour flight back to London. And that three hours is, as I said, probably the worst three hours of my life so far in the sense that um, I just had no idea what I was coming back to.